the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, know the voice of the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And it is a Wednesday in the association, January 4th. One day from January 5th. If you know, you know. Shout out to my guy, Scott Studio Rice Show. Scott, what's going on? No, nothing much. Uh, looking forward to going through the Wednesday card. Uh, we only had three games yesterday, but it, it felt like something happened in each of those games that we kind of can talk about. But pretty full card. Looking forward to it. A lot of good games. Yeah, no. I mean, there was only three games yesterday. So uh, we didn't have an episode yesterday for reasons everybody pretty much knows right now. And so... Three three games yesterday. We put them all on the picks page. I put my picks out on the picks page. I went three and zero yesterday, and I mean, it was when SGA went down. I went and hammered the Thunder. That was the ultimate Boston Celtic spot, like the ultimate Celtic spot to Celtic of all Celtic spots. Like I got the was, idea of losing, but one fifty. Yeah. Really? One fifty? I, I just yeah. can't wrap my head around that. It was the ultimate Boston Celtics spot. Like people probably played Celtics first quarter, Celtics first half, Celtics for the game. Like the ultimate Boston Celtics spot for them, the Boston Celtics. Like it was, it was good for me because my bet hit. But it was also good to see being as the official Celtics hater of the Sports Game Podcast Network. I'm just looking at the Thunder's actual stats for this game, and they had five separate players score 21 or more points. Yep. Somebody hit a crazy, like, 200-to-1 parlay on that, having all of them to uh, score 20-plus points. So Josh Giddy, he he got whatever he wanted. Like, he scored on all three levels. He got he scored on the mid-range. He scored at the rim. He scored from three. Like, he scored wherever. He even took a deep three one point in the game, like, just as a heat check. And cash. So Josh Giddy was doing whatever he wanted last night. Trey Mann is my official whenever SGA is out. I don't care what's going on. I don't care who they're playing. He's going to get the volume. So he's going to have the production. Trey Mann is my ultimate. When uh, SGA is out, I'm back in Trey Mann props always. Uh, I'm just distracted by Giddy putting up 25 points in 24 minutes. Yeah, they only played twenty four. Like it was, that was it was just a murder. OKC was was up one after a quarter, and then they outscored Boston forty to twenty one in the second quarter, and the game was over at that point. But yeah, it wasn't even a close game. Boston lost every quarter individually. Wire to wire win. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what that would have paid out. That probably would have paid out really, really nicely for OKC. And going into the late game, I mean, need I say any more? The Bucks game we don't really need to talk about because Giannis hit 55. I mean, we know Washington so, can't go. Well, I will say this because I know you and Moon. I'm pretty sure you and Moon are on the Jokic MVP train. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, well, we believe it's either Jokic or Luka, but I just, I, I just think that they've separated themselves at this point. I know, I know, no disrespect to Giannis. I know how great he is, but you can make your case. 
Yeah, no, I'm just saying I I think Giannis has reached the LeBron pinnacle of he's just not going to get a look because he's so good. And the only way that he would get a look other than being how good he is right now is if he does something crazy spectacular that is more than what he's doing now because he's dropping, what, 33 and 10 a game. So he's walking into 33 and 10. He's walking into LeBron territory in the sense that you're going to look back at all the MVP award winners and go, you know, you could have just given it to LeBron for the last 10 years. And that team. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's where, and especially because what he does on both ends, like he Mm -hmm. can, you can genuinely say that he's in it for defensive player of the year and MVP every single year. So Giannis is still my guy. I think he's still top dog right now. And even though he doesn't have the best player, I think he's the best player in the league. I never said he wasn't. I'm just going based on the awards and other media is covering it. Giannis goes for 55 and it feels like not enough people are talking about it kind of because it was expected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Luca and Jokic, they put it together a massive stat line. They're going to talk about it for 20, 30 minutes. Giannis goes for 55, 10 and seven. And you've barely heard anybody talk about it at all. Yeah. It's kind he's, of a difference. In the LeBron treatment of we expect you to do that. We expect you to do that. So unless you're going out here and you're dropping 70 every night, we're about to get to that in a second. If if unless you go out here and you're dropping 70 every night, we're not going to give you a look for MVP because we expect you to go in there and walk. you're that good. We expect you to do that, which one, you know, no, it's not always fair. But, man, Giannis is really, really good, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Over to the day before, because we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. 71 and 10? It was 71, like 11 and 8. That's ridiculous. You can make a serious case post-Wilt. That's probably the greatest stat line of all time. That is absolutely ridiculous. And he 12 points, points. In the, 12 points. Yeah, he did. And 12 points in overtime. Yeah, but they were down 20 in the first half. You Now, yes, there was some controversy around it. Was it a lane violation on the free throw? Yes, it was. It, the, it should have been a lane violation. Nobody, no, I don't. I don't want to hear that because nobody ever calls lane violation. I'm just There's saying letter, letter of the law that technically is a lane violation. So yeah, there's some but, conspira- whatever. But at the end of the day, you let a player score 71 points and you blew a 20 point lead. Like I'm not going to feel bad for Chicago because you blew once again a 20 point lead. I will never feel bad for Chicago this season. I won't feel bad for them, but I'm at least acknowledging that if you had Chicago on the spread in that game and you lost in overtime, you got robbed. I'm just going to throw that out there, but it was really, there's nothing else to say. I, I mean, it's one thing if you go for 71, which we haven't seen since Booker, even Booker's was inflated because they were intentionally fouling to get him more shot attempts and they got killed in that game by Boston, but they needed every point. Mitchell carried that team and they won an overtime and you're looking at the stat line. Once again, he also had a double double. You know how impossible that is to have like 70 plus points and a double double with eight assists. Yes, it's, it, it's I we talked about Luca and his crazy 60, 20 and 10 stat line. This is just equally as crazy. Like there's equally as crazy. And then you see his tweet where he said, yeah, uh, definitely got drug tested by the league mm-hmm. office the next day. Because, of course, why are we not? Did Luca get drug tested? I asked that question. He should have gotten drug tested. I'm assuming he, he did, but I, I don't know. Whatever. But. That is insane, like actually insane. Most points since Kobe Bryant. Devin Booker had 70. He went out there and dropped 71. Shout out to you. A round of applause, Donovan Mitchell. Shout out to you. You deserve that. Absolutely. So you fast forward like 15, 20 years. There's a trivia question at a bar. 
Who's the single game franchise record holder for points for the Cavs? How many people do you think actually guessed Donovan Mitchell? I, I, I don't know. You got to assume LeBron's the auto guess from like yeah. everybody 15, 20 years from now. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody's going to. That is crazy because nobody's going to say Donovan no, Mitchell. Nobody's that's gonna gonna be, no, nobody's going to guess Mitchell. That's going to be a trivia question. And it's going to be like some younger people that's like, oh, it's got to be LeBron. It's got to be LeBron. And then I'm going to be the old guy in the back that's like, Somebody's going to say no, and it's like I remember watching that game. Like Kyrie, and it's like, no, it's actually Donovan Mitchell. I couldn't watch any of it. I was was at the airport when that happened. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's absolutely insane. All right, let's go ahead and get into the slate. We have, what, 11 games on the slate today? Pretty large slate for a Wednesday. First game on the docket, we have the Indiana Pacers going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are laying eight at home. Line open up at seven and a half. Total is at 232 and a half. Opened up at 231 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte is questionable. And for Philadelphia, nothing on the report. Pretty healthy on Philadelphia side of ball. You got Philly at home. But you're laying eight against the Pacers, who are three and I, ten straight up on the road. Three and ten straight up on the road. No, eight and ten straight up on the road. Oh, eight and ten straight up on the road. And where is it? Eight, ten and eight. So flip mm-hmm. that. Ten and eight against the spread on the road. I see Philly's fifteen and five straight up at home. I don't have the ATS. They are. They are fifteen and five straight, straight, uh, straight up and ATS. Okay. So. Uh, last numbers as a favorite Phillies 15 and 9, 17 and 11. So a lot of green in here in this matchup. Which side are you on though? I think that this line is a little bit large. Now, Indiana's won four straight. However, the caveat is they were all at home. And Indiana's been a much better home team than road team this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly's been pretty good. They were a bit fortunate in the Pelicans game because Zion was 10 of 12 and then he got injured again. And now he's going to be out for probably three weeks, which. I mean, it sucks. I can't say that nobody saw it coming that Zion was going to get hurt again, but Philly was on the ropes in that game, and then once Zion went out, it was a wrap at that point. You remember, so, you see, remember the Spider-Man meme where the Spider-Men are pointing at yeah. each other? Mm-hmm. That's AD and Zion just pointing at each other for their career at the with the Hornets. Well, I, I got to actually look back at AD's injury history with the Pelicans or Hornets. I, I, I want to look back at, at it. Sorry, not the Pelicans or... The yeah, yeah, but either either way, the point is I, I want to look back on it because I'm not sure how many games he missed back in, when he was in his prime. No, he he was still like he still missed a good amount of games. I I remember for fat that I went on my birthday to go see LeBron versus AD and AD didn't play. That sucks. However, LeBron and the Lakers still lost that game. <laughs> I'm t- I'm trying to even think if I can remember what game that was, but. Either way, point is you're not wrong. Zion's hurt all the time. It's unfortunate because he was he was so damn good, especially mm-hmm. for the past week or so when they actually started letting him shoot the ball twenty something times. But he was going for 40, 30 and change, and he was once again ten for twelve in that game, and then he got hurt. So he was had a he had a potential forty piece mm-hmm. to go head to head with Embiid. But I think I'm gonna take Indiana. I just think that Indiana is good enough to keep this game competitive. I'm not saying Miles Turner can guard Embiid. Nobody can. But I think he can do a better job than most other centers in the league. Once again, probably not saying much, but Miles Turner is still a pretty good defensive player. 
I still like the guards with Halliburton and with Heald, and you still have Mathurin coming off the bench, who's been phenomenal. But I think I'm going to lean Indiana. I don't think Indiana's going to win the game, but I like how they've played lately. Philly occasionally can play with its food a little bit, mm-hmm. especially if Harden and Embiid go to the bench, and you got to rely on some other guys to carry the load. Maxi coming back helps in that case, but I think I'm going to lean Indiana. It might be close, but give me Philly by like five or six. Against Miles Turner, Joel Embiid has averaged 28 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists in 11 games. But I'm sure he's averaged a lot better stats against other centers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's actually – like, that's 28 good. Is terrible. Yeah, he didn't get the 30. Like, that's good. So, I don't I don't think that's bad at all. He has last few games, 25, 18, 24, 29, 20. There's a 40 in there, 22, 33, 32, another 40, 24. Like that's that's all right. I think that's pretty all right for the most part. Yeah, <sighs> this is tough. Both of these two. This is a good spot for both of these two teams. Like, I feel like the line is pretty spot on here. So I think I'm going to lean to the points, but you can really make a case for either side. Let's see here. Defensively, is a larger difference. I think that's really the big key here for me, and it's the fact that past five games defensively, Philadelphia giving up 112.4 points per game. For, that is, what is that, sixth in the NBA, and in the last five games, the Pacers are tied 20th, giving up 19.4 points per game. Let's see here, both pretty abysmal. You know, nobody's doing anything special against the three-point game <sighs> I think at this at this point I think this is kind of a little bit of a and it's crazy to say but this is kind of an even matchup yeah. did you think we would be saying this in January that the Pacers and 76ers is an even matchup no but I I, th- I think Philly's still the better team the question is are they worthy of winning this game basically by double digits and I think Indiana is good enough to keep the game close That's really what it comes down to to me. Yeah. Let me look at one more stat, and that is going to literally change my opinion on what I what I want to do here. All right. Indiana's free throw percentage in past five games, 83.7. That's and really good. 81.1 for Philadelphia. All right. Give me Philadelphia minus eight because I, I just see the money. Everybody's betting on Indiana, so I'm going to fade the public and – take uh, Philadelphia in a game where I really think these two teams, like they can play fast. Mm-hmm. They can actually uh, slow things down. Indiana doesn't have an issue slowing things down as well and being able to play out the half court. And so I think that the, this is actually a really good matchup between two teams that match up pretty well against each other. It's just going to be who wants it more. And I'll take the home team. I know that it's laying a big number here, but I think that there's a possibility that Philadelphia can come out here and be able just towards the end of the game, be able to pull away at home. So I'll, I'll be the person, go against where everybody else is betting on Indiana, and I will take Philadelphia minus eight. I'm probably not I'm not going to bet this game. But oh, 100% I, I'm, not going to bet this game. Indiana. Total sitting at 232.5. I mean, it's really who dictates pace. Does does Philadelphia decide to slow things down against Indiana, or does do they just get out and run with each other? I would like to think that they slow things down with James Harden and Joel Embiid, but 
they have had, you know, slightly more tendency to run in certain games. They're still 25th in pace over the last five games. Indiana 17th in pace. So it's not like anybody's really making this a track meet. I think Indiana is going to do whatever it can to turn this game into a track meet, because if you want to get uh, some free baskets, you got to make Embiid run and play transition defense. I think Indiana is going to try to run. The question is, is Philly going to partake? Uh, I, I think once again, it's a, it's a pretty tough call. I think I'm going to lean over because I think Indiana's really going to try to push the pace. At least they should, because we know Embiid isn't exactly great in transition defense. Indiana struggled to get a bunch of tur- to create a bunch of turnovers in the past five games down at 23rd in the league. I'm still going to go over. Yeah, I'm with you. Tyrese Maxey, he, he's getting, you know, healthier. They're starting to incorporate him in the offense more. That means they're going to run more. I'll, yeah, I'll go with you. Even if uh, Indiana tries to speed them up, I think that Philadelphia can be all right. Mm. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Phoenix Suns going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Minus five and a half for the Cavaliers at home. 217 and a half is the total Total has come crashing down, opened up at 221 and a half, down, all the way down to 217 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Phoenix Suns, you know, you're not going to see Devin Booker or Cam Johnson. Otherwise, you should expect to see everybody else. And for the Cavaliers, Darius Garland is still doubtful. Evan Mobley is questionable. That's about it. You know, you're not seeing Ricky Rubio, Dean Wade, Dylan Wimler, or any of that. All right. This feels too easy, doesn't it? I mean, I just say take the caps. Like, I was going to just... say, it, it feels incredibly easy. Uh, you're, you're looking at Phoenix. Uh, they played your team. Well, technically, they didn't show up to the game. Uh, but they scored 31 points in the first half against the mm-hmm. Knicks. And they finished with 83, I believe. I, I think they finished there. They got buried. It, it was yes, they finished with 83. One it was embarrassing. Yep. Yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks killed them. The Suns are falling apart. There's really no way around it. They've lost, I believe, six of seven. With Booker being out, they have no offensive talent whatsoever. It's a mess. And Chris Paul is older, so he can't carry the load offensively. Aiton has fallen off a cliff. I don't know where he's been the last couple games, but he hasn't made any impact whatsoever. This feels way too easy. And that's why I'm a little bit confused. Because on one hand, Cleveland at home is great, and I get that it's a short number. On the other hand, Mitchell dropped 71, and they still trailed by 20 to the buck to the Bulls at home. And they needed to come back because of one of the greatest offensive performances of all time. I think I agree with you. I think I'm going to take Cleveland. But I don't know. This line feels very, very weird. And it's either because the odds makers think that the Suns have to give a better effort after that no-show against the Knicks, or they know that the Cavs, if Mitchell does not go nuclear – are extremely overvalued, and that could be a factor. Or the odds makers aren't fully anticipating how bad things are behind the scenes with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning option uh, C, so I'll, I'll lean Cleveland. But I mean, Phoenix is in shambles right now. They, they have to blow this thing up, don't they? Like, this is rough. Mm. Yes, I know Booker's still out, and you could re- reevaluate when he's healthy. But and Cam Johnson. I think that they would they would be a lot better shape if they just like came to a conclusion with Jay Crowder that nobody wants him and just come play back for the team again. 
just trade him or something. Like you're, he's just sitting. Get there. pennies or anything. Like he really is just sitting there. And so maybe they're waiting for the deadline. Maybe he's a deadline mover. Uh, to just the, just in general, mm-hmm. though, even though they're waiting for some guys to come back, if Johnson comes back, etc. Do you think there's any chance in hell, even with a full roster, this team could win a championship? Because I don't. No, uh, no. Okay, I told you my four teams that I have it for. I. And it's because we also have a pretty big, you know, elephant in the room that is looming. And at the end of the month, this problem is probably going to be closer to getting solved. And it's the fact that DeAndre Ayton is going to be up for trade. I believe it's at the end of this month. I thought you were going to say the uh, Chris Paul, Kim Kardashian curse. But, you know, no, that's also no, an that's, okay. Yeah, no, that is a big elephant in the room. It very much is. And... Aiden just looks disinterested. Uh, it it's really bad. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. He, the only reason he gets usage is because he's a damn good player. Like, and they're also paying it. him a bunch of money. But I, I looks it really looks like Monty Williams has kind of lost the team. I, I think I have to go with Cleveland. They just I I could be buyers in Phoenix later in the season. I'm not buyers in Phoenix right now. I can I, be buyers after, later, but I think yeah. they need to reinvent their team. I think the current structure of this team and construction is just not working, and they really need to revamp everything. When they move Aiton and the pieces they get for Aiton, I think that they're going to be pretty decent. Like I think they're going to be pretty decent because you you can get a pretty how Aiton's playing this season. You can get a pretty decent haul for Aiton. He has what is that? 17 and 17 and nine this season. Yes, like, his that's stats solid. are fine, but you watch him play and it, it's just it's just not consistently there. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. He does not have that dog in him. He doesn't. No. He's just a, a very talented player, but the dog in him is not in, in him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I like the under in this game, too. I mean, Phoenix oh, can't score. This is what I was going to say. Phoenix has won the last five against the Cavs. All of them were as a favorite, though, but they have won the last five, so I Whether believe the Suns are also one in five ATS and their last six in Cleveland. So historically, they have not traveled well to Cleveland. Yeah, I see something. Yeah, I see the same. All right, I'm on the under. <sighs> if you Jeez. want to be contrarian, if you want to be contrarian and and not have a reason to be contrarian, you just want to be contrarian and be contrarian. This is the game for you. I will say that. I can't logically sit here and say how the Suns get this done, but if you want to be contrarian, I'm pretty sure this is the game where you're just contrarian and the Suns come out of here and just win a game against the Cavs, who are a really good home team out of nowhere because the Cavs are dog shit tired after the battle that they had to go through last time out, where they actually had to play that entire game because, again, they were down 20 points in the first quarter. And Garland's out, so Mitchell's going to have an even bigger offensive load where he just yeah. might fatigue out and Phoenix can potentially guard him. But, yeah, yeah, I, I that's kind of why I thought it seemed trappy, but I think I have to lean Cleveland here. But I, I'm going to go with the under still because Phoenix cannot score. I believe they scored less than 103 in each of the last three games. They just cannot put the ball in the basket. I, I think the Cavs should do well defensively. I think Phoenix offensively – sorry, Phoenix scored less than 105 in each Mm. of the last three games. And they're also on the final game of a road trip. I I, I just think that Phoenix is going to come into this game basically dead. They're 6-13 and away from home. They're a terrible road team. I'm going to take the under. I'm hoping that the front court for Cleveland can clog up the paint, and I don't think that Phoenix's guards are good enough. So I'm going to go with the under. You know what? I'm 12-4 ATS on the year thus far. So – Give me Phoenix plus five and a half. It feels like a trappy spot. Okay. All right. 
sprinkle on the money line if you're bold enough. I'm not bold enough, but if you're bold enough and you're taking a five and a half, you might as well sprinkle on the money. I was originally going to do a YouTube video with uh, the Cavs as my pick, and then I woke up the next. I woke up today and I looked at the line; it hadn't moved. I'm like, I I don't think I can take this. It just looked very very sketchy. Yeah, th- yeah. This line this line definitely should have moved a, yeah. a lot more than what it has. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Memphis. Oh, well, let me, let me. I ain't hit on a bunch of these. They've given out some props. We have Heart Assist, seven and a half, and B, 30 plus. Yeah, I think those are kind of auto bets at this point. Yeah. I'm assuming that same game parlor would probably pay close to like even money or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something which like that. I don't mind that's, at all. Yeah, that's pretty solid. For uh, Allen, Jared Allen, double double. I don't mind it. We know Aiton doesn't really show any physicality, so it wouldn't surprise me if Aiton just basically Especially if Mobley's out. Yeah. Especially if Mobley's out. It's going to be like him versus Aiton pretty much. Chris Paul over 15 and a half points tonight. Cavs can't stop the mid-range. They cannot. That's that's also the irony behind it because Phoenix cannot score, and yet Chris Paul's had like 20-plus points in each of the last three games, which is yeah. just kind of the – yeah, I guess the irony there, yeah. but yeah, I don't mind it. I might be on that play, actually. I might same-game parlay that with my son's money line play. Mm-hmm. But Chris well, Ball if the Suns are going to win, they need somebody to score. So Chris yeah, Ball's probably so for 20. Him and Landry Shamit feel pretty all right. Okay, I like that. Nice one, Chris. And LJ, after last performance in the finals, well, the performance in the finals and the playoffs last year, nobody in the Suns had that dog in them, including Coach. I still think Monty is a dog. I look, I'm Mon- Monty won me Coach of the Year last year. Yeah. I, I made a couple thousand off him. So he's still in my you know good graces, but I got to at least acknowledge, based on how the team has played and the overall emotion. This is really an impossible situation. It's it's The point is it's bad, but Monty Williams, he was dealt a really bad hand, and unfortunately you can't fold because you have to try to coach everybody. So there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's just a bad situation, and he hasn't made it better, but I don't know how he's supposed to make it better. So there you go. We should have been on the Suns team total under. Well, I should have. I don't know if you were. I should have been on the team total under. The Aiton thing is just really, like, that's toxic. And it was toxic. It's been toxic for a very long time. And even the backups. You got Biombo, who has really no offensive talent. You you don't really have many great options there if Aiton is disengaged. Yeah. All right, before we get to the next game of Slate, I got to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of SGPN, and that is WinBet, where you can ha- win in so many ways. You have live betting, same-game parlays. You got the reduced juice in the bowl games. We Bowl season is almost up. I say almost up because we haven't had the national championship yet. It's once the only game left. So yeah, so once national championship left. is gone, then I say bowl season is over. But give us the national championship at least. Sign up today, get a special offer, $100, win a $100 free bet, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer such a change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn to order in present state. We're played through winbets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All righty here. Let's get into the next game of the slate. We have the Memphis Grizzlies going to play the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. Minus seven and a half for the Grizzlies on the road. 236 and a half is the total. It's a shame I'm not going to this game tonight. Really should be trying to go to this game tonight. For Memphis 
on the injury report you have, well, if I find their name, where'd their name go? Oh, there they go. All right, for Memphis on the injury report, you have Desmond Bain, who is not listed for injury management. Brandon Clark is out with the hip injury. Zaire Williams is questionable with that knee that's been bothering him. Uh, well, recovering from, let's just say that. Uh, Sansi Aldama, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. He's questionable with the ankle injury, and Jake LaRuvia is out. Kenny Chandler is out. Both of them are actually in the G League. And for the Charlotte Hornets, you have Gordon Hayward, doubtful. It's 2023, but that actually means something for the Hornets. And Cody Martin is questionable. You know, Kelly Oubre, his hand is actually going to take, I think they said, three to four weeks to heal. So he's going to be out for an extended amount of time. He's getting surgery, I believe. So Yes. For some reason, this, the Hornets suck with Gordon Hayward not in the lineup. Like, I mean, they just, he, to he be fair, they lineup. suck in general. So Yeah, they suck in general. But they're like, they're sucking when Gordon Hayward in the lineup and Gordon Hayward out of the lineup is like two different completely levels of suck. Yeah, they're, all, they're useless when Hayward's out. But I, I think Memphis kills them. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you're looking at a Memphis team that has won three straight by double digits. We thought that it was after the – it was after the Warriors game we thought that they would kind of come out focused. Instead, they no-showed the game after that against Phoenix. And then, and then we turned back. around and said, after this game is the one where they yeah. come out focused. I took them again against Toronto. They dominated, and they've been winning comfortably ever since. But Charlotte yeah. is a terrible team. They've lost 13 of their last 16. Uh, you're looking at Oubre being out, who's their second-leading scorer, averaging 20-plus points per game. They can't, they can't guard anybody. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Charlotte's supposed to do well here besides blindly backing the home crowd, but they're 5-13 and 13 straight up at home. I, I know Memphis is not good on the road, but I I can't look past the athleticism. I can't look past the size. Adams has had 20-plus rebounds in each of the last two games. He had 19 rebounds in the first game against the Hornets of the season. Memphis might win the rebounding battle by 15-20. to 20. And Jock could go for 40. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me because nobody on Charlotte can guard anybody. So, I got to go Memphis here. I, I just and think it's a battle of just talent, and Memphis laps them. So, my homegirl had a birthday. Shout out to Cliche. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Dog, she was out with her friends. I seen on Instagram, and uh, Jaw's dad was in the club. Turnt in Charlotte. Turnt. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Carl Anthony Towns' dad also in attendance or not? I did not see him, but I would not be surprised if he was a late. I'm going to ask, though, do you came. know if that was actually Jaw's dad or was that Usher? <laughs> no, it was okay. not Usher. It was actually okay. his dad. I double took just to make sure. And so, I mean, Jaw grew up like two hours, two and a half hours away from Charlotte. He's going to have his peoples at the game. His people's always, always at the game, but his people's going to be at the game. Like, it's going to be a whole bunch of people. He's I think he's going for show. 40. And I think he did. He have his first game winner against Charlotte in Charlotte. Pretty sure that that was that sounds that, right. I think so. But this is this is something for John. I'm all over John in this game over 27 and a half. I think points. he's going for 40. Yeah, I ladder John tonight. This is this is his spot in a place that he feels comfortable playing against the team. He feels comfortable playing. And that team also just so happens to suck and not have anybody in the backcourt that could even remotely step in front of them, especially with Gordon Hayward out. So, yes, all over Memphis, minus seven and a half, all over Ja, have an amazing game, laddering his props today. And that's about it. The total is something else, though. 
totals because flown. because it opened up at two twenty eight and a half, and now it's sitting at two thirty six and a half. I think I like the under in the game. I mean, I mean, with Uber being out, I, I'm not sure how the hell Charlotte's supposed to score. Yeah, and not only Ubre, Gordon Hayward's probably not going to play. Like that's yeah. that is big for them. They their offense is really bad with Gordon Hayward not in the lineup. Charlotte is five and thirteen to the under this season at home. One because they get such large numbers because they are bad defensively on the road. Uh, Memphis is seven and 11, 14 and 16 to the over as a favorite. So, yeah, everything point both teams three and seven to the over in their past 10 games. Everything points to an under here, and we got a whole bunch of points of value because everybody's taking over. This is a knockout spot. I say we just come and take the under here, under 236 and a half. By the way, the one concern you might run into is, um, with regard to the laddering for Jaws if they blow it open which is definitely, a, I'd say, a worry which in this game. But Jaw 40-plus is 7-1. to one. Sure. 35-plus is plus 280. I, I mean, we've seen crazy stat lines around the league. It's not even that far-fetched. Mm-hmm. seems like five players every day are dropping 40 at this point. Like 7-1 yep. on Jaw, I think, is a great deal. Yep. The league and, is going yeah. crazy right now. And I also potentially crazy. look at Adams' rebounds. Uh, I think him and Triple J could have a double-double here. I know Adams' is rebounding numbers at like 14 and a half, which is crazy. 20-plus in two straight games, and he had 19 in the first game. And in the first game against Charlotte, they won by 30. So it wasn't like the game was close either, and Adams still had 19 rebounds. I think I have to be on Adams' rebounds in this game. I mean, is it even... Why don't we just bet it up? They haven't 20. At what point does he calm down? That's my question. For rebounding? Yes. At what point does he calm down? It's all about minutes, but with Plumlee being the main center for Charlotte, you can play Adams as much as you want because Plumlee is not a threat to shoot from the outside. Like Adam, the problem that you're going to run into is you're not going to find a rebounding prop high enough, but unless you take the alts on maybe some offshore books that have, well, I got some bonus, for example, at like 20-plus rebounds a couple weeks ago against the same exact Charlotte team. But I, I think Adams, if he plays like north of 26 minutes, 28 minutes, mm-hmm. he should finish with at least 15 boards, probably closer to 20. So, All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder coming off of a molly whopping of the Boston Celtics to play the Orlando Magic on the road in Orlando, lane two is the Magic, the OKC again, back to back plus travel. Total is sitting at 227 and a half. Let's see here. Injury report for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we have, you may or may not see SGA in this game because he didn't play last time. We'll see how he's feeling today compared to yesterday. He was a uh, late scratch with an illness. And you know you're not going to see Pokoshevsky, Robinson Earl, Deyang. You're not. I mean, Shay's, Shay's the main one, and we don't know. Yeah, so that is a pretty big CBD. And if Shay plays, I'm letting you letting you know I'm all over Shay today. Yeah, day off yesterday. He's going to absolutely ball out if he plays. So I'm all over Shay if he plays. For the oh, Wait, these are just now. How long has it been? Are they just now getting these suspensions out the way? 
Yeah. Well, we, oh. we said last time we did the show that they yeah, had they split them in half, but I thought they played a game already. Oh, no, my we gosh. said after that Washington game, they didn't play for five days. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We did say that. <laughs> All right. So you're coming to Orlando Magic team that's coming off four plus days rest. And this game, they're finishing out the other half of the suspensions. I completely forgot that they were taking five days off. Franz Wagner not playing this one for the suspension. Mo Wagner is not playing for the suspension. Kevon Harris is not playing for the suspension. Admiral Schofield is not playing for the suspension. Bobo is out because of health, health and safety protocols. Jalen Suggs is still injured. That's pretty much all that matters there. I'm, I'm on OKC. I, I mean, I understand that they played yesterday, but they were up by so much. I said Giddy only played 25 minutes. They got to rest basically the entire team for the second half because they were up by that many points. I'm on OKC. Orlando's a team that we liked, but since then they've lost three straight. They haven't been close in any of those games. They've lost each of their last three by 19-plus points. I'm on OKC. I, I just don't think Orlando should be favored, especially with them being shorthanded. And Wagner's one of their better players, and he's out. Uh, Franz I'm talking about. So yeah. I'm on OKC. I get they're on a back-to-back with travel. I can't lay two with Orlando shorthanded. I think that line's crazy. It's easy for me. If SGA plays, I'm on OKC. If SGA doesn't play, I'm on the Magic. I think I'm leaning OKC anyway, but I'd be, of course, more heavily on OKC if Shea played. But this Orlando team, it I mean, they we want to like them so much because they yeah, were good we for like two weeks. They were. They went back, and we saw they played with half the suspensions against Washington, and they got buried from start to finish. A shorthanded Magic team, I, I, I can't lay points with you. I got to take the Thunder. Yeah, good point. All right. I need Shea to play because Shea, Shea could go for 40 if he plays. Wendell Carter Jr. and his over on rebounds. Yes, it could be Mobama as well. I'm going to put my stock into Wendell Carter Jr. Bowl is doubtful. Yeah, yeah, no, he's out. He, oh, I he's see he's out. out. Yeah, I so, okay. I didn't realize he was a fish. So that's why. Oh, you just protocol. talk about the Thunder who are already lacking in bigs and they're kind of playing, yeah. you know, power forwards as center in the center position, all that. Wendell Carter Jr. has a knack for rebounding. He has a focus on rebounding. That is what he does. That's part of his game. That's what he focuses on. He's going to go out don't there. Have a and, center. Yeah, he's going to go out there and get 12 at least, at the very least 12. So is she better? You're looking at the minutes he might play. No, Wendell Carter Jr. is not somebody that sells. He don't he he doesn't sell when he has good spots. He's not bam. Or he's, and he's, he's not sold really on there. me in the past, but uh that was last year. So I, I don't think I've bet a rebounding prop with him this year, but I either way, it's a perfect spot for Wendell. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned it. Double double game for him. Bull bowls in protocol, so he's definitely not gonna play. I don't see any props on this game yet, probably because of Shea's question questionable status. But yeah, and it's the back to back. You don't know who. But how many like, minutes is he going to have to play? They don't have anybody. They're splitting. They're splitting time between him and Mo Bamba. Yeah, and Bamba's basically been out of the rotation for most of the year because Orlando doesn't think he's that good. Yeah, so. he got outplayed at his spot. Bobo took his spot, and it was Wendell Carter and Bobo for a long time. And then Carter got hurt, and Bobby came back. And so Bama, he'll probably have a little, little something, but I think it's going to be majority, majority. There we go. 
Do you want a ladder Carter's rebounds? Because it really yeah. is a perfect. Yeah, I think this is a really good spot. If we if we were just talking about Steven Adams, if if we're talking about people that have potential 20 plus rebound days, like Wendell Carter definitely needs to be have his name in a hat for today for 20 plus. For sure. And just to go through the front court once again, you have Bull Bull who's in protocol. You have Okiki who occasionally gets minutes when people are out. He's out. And he's, you have Wagner who's out. I don't think he's played in like a month. Like I think we've been saying he's been out for like a month. Which which guy? Okiki. Yeah, he hasn't played in a while, but I'm saying in the past he was a guy who could randomly have a spot start and yeah, well. for sure. Right? He's still, he's out indefinitely, so yeah, I think the spot's good. Uh, but that's how I look at it. And just mental factor. This is, Wendell Carter's back in the starting lineup. He's been playing off the bench after coming back from injury. Bobo's been playing really well. Like, come on, come on, he's going to show out when he's back in the starting lineup. This is a good spot for him. All right. Once again, props not available yet. Uh, do you want to make, you want to also pivot maybe for Bunkero double double or rebounds for Bunkero? Yeah, or no? yeah, I can make a I can make a case. Okay, I think that's I think that you know, especially with the Thunder and just how the Thunder are constructed now, because I was on um, Tatum. That's the reason I was on Tatum rebounds last night. I'm not sure if he got there. I didn't end up betting it, but uh, I had to look at Tatum rebounds at one point just because the Thunder are really just ca- trying to figure it out, rebounding the basketball. You see uh, Giddy averages eight, nine a game. So I think that it still is an opportunity for Bank Carroll that, you know, he just hanging around the rim, like just one of those guys hanging around the rim. And he next thing you look, and he has eight rebounds in the third quarter. So. By the way, I only see one prop available for this game. Uh, I see Boncaro rebounds. It's minus 140 on the over, but it's set, it's set at six and a half. I think you can have eight. Boncaro double doubles plus 390. That doesn't sound right. I don't know what Wendell Carter would be, but that's all I got in front of me. Well, Wendell Carter is probably going to be like one. It should be around even money. Yeah, but. closer. All right. Total two twenty seven and a half. I mean, anything there? I don't have anything. For I got nothing. I, I feel like people blindly take the over because the Thunder scored one fifty last night. I'm gonna lean under. Magic yeah. are still missing half their game. It's come down half a point too. I mean, I'm I gonna lean under. Yeah. All right. Next game to slate: San Antonio Spurs coming to New York to play the New York Knicks. Well, they're already My- in New York. They're going to MSG. Yes, they are already in New York. They're going to MSG. Minus nine and a half for the Knicks. Two twenty-six and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Spurs, Devin Vassell, questionable. You know you're not going to say see bait stop. He's still out with an illness. And for the New York Knicks, Derek Rose is questionable. Obi Toppin is doubtful, which is better than what he's been. Mm-hmm. Like he's just been a straight out. And then R.J. Barrett, you know, is going to be missing some time with that finger. Injury. Toppin's going to have to make the most of his minutes when he comes back because I'm not sure he's going to be on the Knicks much longer. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Who is Jordan today? It's got to be it's got to be uh, Johnson, right? It's got to be KJ. You would think it's Johnson, but I don't know, man. That questionable tag be getting me, and you know Devin Vassell is my guy. That's what I'm saying. So if, if Vassell's out, then you know Keldon's got the green light of all green lights in this game. And you know who's been getting more looks when Vassell is out? No, not Sohan, right. even though that is a good Sohan guess. Sohan has had a couple of that. good games. He had a good couple of good games. That was a very good guess, but no. Romeo Romero? What is it? Romeo Langford. Yeah, oh, Romeo yeah. Langford. He has gotten an increase of usage with Vassell out. So 
I wouldn't mind looking Romeo Langford's way, but so I'm going to ask you what exactly qualifies being Jordan for a day. Is there a certain amount of points you need? Like 20? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're a guy that your ceiling is 20 any given day and you come to the garden and you drop 35, like, yeah, you were Jordan for a day. Like what Pascal did. Yes. Pascal was very good, but Pascal came in there and dropped 50. Like that's why I'm asking. Cause I yeah, feel like he was you, you can vary depending on the skill level of the player, what the Jordan ceiling is for the game. That's why I I'm think, kind of wondering. I think Jeremy Grant and, Anthony Simons both gave 40 in the in same the game. In the same game. Right. Yeah. So that's that accounts like yes, well, Grant for sure, because Grant doesn't give you Grant 40, attempted like 30 right. free throws in that yeah. game. If you remember. So Grant for sure, but Simons, we know Simons can be a mm. scorer. But the fact they both gave you 40, like, come on, they were Jordan for a day. So I think that if Kelden Vassell, if he plays, if these guys get into like 30, 35 plus, like that is Jordan for a day. And yeah, I, I think Keldon's the safe guess for the Jordan for a day just because he's going to take so many shots in this game. He's going to take uh, so many let's shots. See here. He has one game in Madison Square Garden. He had 31 minutes, 13 points. So he has not had his Garden moment yet. He dropped 30 against this team earlier in the season. Well, not early in the season, literally last week. All I know is Keldon's number is 22 and a half. That seems very conservative. If it sells out, I'll take the over on that. 22 and um, a half? Like that, that's a pretty low number for a guy who can actually get a lot of volume. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get the over. Even if Vassell plays, he's going to get the over. Devin Vassell also only has one game against the Knicks. Well, not one also, but he has one game against the Knicks where he played 13 minutes, two points, and this was last year in Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, those two are Jordan for a day candidates. Are you, are you blindly backing uh, Nick's first half in this game? Because they're the best first half team in the league. How many times do we get the Knicks laying as many points in the first half? I mean, I guess we probably should. not often, but they don't play the Spurs every day. So that helps. Yeah, Nick's first half, but I'm still going to take San Antonio plus nine and a half. I was leaning San Antonio anyway, but for the full game, I'll lean San Antonio. But first half, I, I think the Knicks should play well. I do yeah. wonder how the players will embrace new roles with Barrett being out. Because mm -hmm. whether you like Barrett or not, he's also a big volume guy. Mm -hmm. Do you pivot to Brunson? Do you pivot to Randall? Like, so, there's a lot of shots up for grabs now. No, I think it's uh, they've been doing a pretty good job of just splitting it out evenly amongst the team. Like It's been... Randall, it's been Brunson, it's been Grimes, it's been quickly. Like they quickly, uh, quickly really is the person that comes with the volume because he's so inefficient yeah. at times and he needs the volume to get going. So, like, he'll start the game maybe like 0 for 4, 1 for 5, something like that. And then he'll pick up and it'll not look as bad at the end of the game, but he needs the volume. So, it's, it's really quickly that gets the volume, but I think they've done pretty well of just saying, you know, it really doesn't matter who it is today. Whoever the hot hand is, we're going to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I just think if you want to go for some same-game parlay prices and if you want to guess on who might step up, both teams are going to have injuries to key mm -hmm. scores. So if you want to potentially pivot and try to guess correctly on a 25-plus points parlay or something like that, there might be a lot of room for that in this game. 
I've actually sold myself on Devin Vassell, Jordan, for a day because they're going to give some emphasis to Kelton. He gave him 30 last game. I was gonna they're going to they're gonna give him some plays. emphasis. There's no guarantee if he plays. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not a guarantee. But if he plays, I, I think I'm going to be on Devin Vassell because it's, it's going to come in at like 17 and a half too. Like, it's going to be like 17, 18 and a half. So, yeah, Grimes going to give more attention defensively to Johnson. Vassell gets off on the other side. Devin Vassell is my guy. I mean, everybody knows that's my guy. I like. Devin I like him in Florida State. All right, twenty-two. I can't. What in the world? Talk right. Two twenty-six and a half. Come down two points from two twenty-eight. I'm gonna lean under. Knicks have given up. I think less you should than, still go under. Knicks have given up less than eighty-nine points in each of the last two games. Defensively, yeah, and they're at they, home. The Knicks are a very, very streaky and average team. They will have great runs where they take the league by storm and win like nine or ten straight. Then they'll immediately plummet and lose five straight, and then they'll finally like get back on track defensively. They're in a positive swing now, so I'll lean to the under. Defensively, they seem dialed in again. Yep. All right, next game. We have the Milwaukee Bucks going to play the Toronto Raptors. Excuse me. Raptors are now laying five at home. Bucks are on a back-to-back 226 and a half is the total. It's come crashing down from 230 and a half, probably because they are anticipating outs on Milwaukee side of the ball. George Hills, TBD with an illness. I really, I mean, I can't really tell you too much on Milwaukee. You should just, ex- you should probably expect to see somebody out, whether it's somebody big, like whether it's a Yonis, it's be it's holiday, it's somebody's going to be out. Tor- Toronto opened up as like two point favorites. It's four and a yeah. half. The only reason why Toronto's ever opening up as two point favorites against Milwaukee is if Giannis is not playing. So it's another case of read between the lines. Injury report's going to tell you nothing based on the line movement and the amount of money that has poured in on Toronto. You know Giannis is not going to play. Yep. Like it, it's just going. He had fifty five. He had a career high last night. He's not playing. Uh, I think they're going to bench half the team. I don't like Toronto at all this year because we had higher expectations and they've underachieved. I like him in this spot. I'm taking Toronto. Milwaukee's pretty bad on the road too. Struggled on the road. So shorthanded. Your struggles on the road. They are five eleven and one ATS this season. And Giannis season on might the road. just be the tip of the iceberg. Like. There's a chance Portis doesn't play. Is Lopez going to play? Is Drew going to play? Yep. I don't know. I'm and sure. they're one in five as an underdog. So this is the random BS spot where Toronto gets up against one of the best teams in their conference that's shorthanded and just dominates the game. I'm going to get. I'm taking Toronto. Bucks are three and zero against back on back to backs. Cameron, appreciate that stat, but. I told myself that when the Bucks are underdogs, I'm going to just fade them because it seems like. The books are right every time. They're one in five this season as underdogs. Yeah. So, all right, let's see here. Barnes for over twenty points and over seven rebounds, six to one. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I think the points are giving me some pause because Milwaukee's so good at rim protection. So I probably want to see if Lopez or Portis or both are going to be out because Barnes. No offense to him, still not a great shooter. He's trying to get better at it. He's still not very good at it. So I do question if Milwaukee will be able to just clog the paint enough to make Barnes' life an issue mm-hmm. with scoring. I'd wait for that injury report. But 6-1 to is not a bad price. Let's see here. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee against the three. 
34.9% over the last five games, middle of the pack of the NBA. Oh. Well, you're thinking of a Gary Trent play or something? Yeah, like a or like a Ananobi. Okay. Ananobi to hit corner threes. He I think what is his threes probably like one and a half, two and a half regularly, something like that. I think probably that's two a and a half. decent. I think that's a decent look. Mm. All right. And you know he's gonna get time just being the best defender on yep. the team. All right, next game on this. Oh, well, 226 and a half. I mean, I say go over just because everybody's taking under. I really don't care about this total, but if I had to play it, I would just play it over because everybody's taking under. I think I'm going to lean under uh, just based on the premise that Milwaukee might bench any players worth a damn in this game. That's kind of the only logic I have. Yeah, I, I don't care about this total. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I don't really care much about the game, to be honest, but I'll lean, <laughs> I'll lean Toronto assuming Milwaukee's going to bench half the team. Yep. All right. Next game of the slate, we have the Brooklyn Nets going to play the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Minus four and a half for the Nets. By the way, uh, I don't appreciate that level of disrespect. The 12 game winning streak, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Say it right longest, longest streak in the league, right? Yeah. This season, at least. Yeah. All right. There you go. So 12 game winning streak, Brooklyn Nets laying four and a half versus the Chicago Bulls. 235 and a half is the total injury report between these two teams. And you have Royce O'Neal, who is probable with the illness. Marquise Morris, who is probable with an illness. And for the Chicago Bulls, Andre Drummond's probable with the shoulder. Javante Green and Tony Bradley are both out. I mean, is are do you have this line has come down half a point? It's extremely it's, trappy for a line, but my question for you is Chicago blew a 20-point lead, gave up 71 points to one player. Do you think that that lingers? Because I think it has to, doesn't it? I mean, I the only reason you could talk me into a get-out spot for the Bulls in this one is because the last two games were against the Cap, and they were both – you could sit here and say that you were really, really disappointed with how you played in both games because the first game, you were getting smoked at home and then you fought back and battled in that game and still lost a close game. Then the next game, you go up 20 in the second quarter and then end up going to overtime and giving up 71, 11, and 8 mm-hmm. to a player. You, you got to think that, holy crap, we just got our ass kicked by the same team twice. Let's go out here and try to have a good showing at home. But I can't get in front of this Brooklyn Nets team right now. Uh, I really can't. Now, I will admit the Nets' recent performances, they have faced some weaker competition. They did beat Cleveland on the road, beat Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee was missing a couple players. I, I know that Giannis and Holiday played. I don't think they played well, but the Nets dominated. But I think I got to go with the Nets. I, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee definitely is – I think that was the win that really kind of made it known to me that this Nets team with Jock Vaughn leading the way is just different. Mm-hmm. As cle- as you know, simple as that sounds, they came out and they smacked the Milwaukee team that's really owned them historically, and they've been dominating since – I'm going to go with the Nets here. I, the Bulls, I, got, I know they've played better, which is true. Uh, you're looking at DeRozan who can go for 40. I'm still not sold on Levine this year. I don't think his leg is healed properly based on how he's played. He just doesn't look like the same guy. Mm-hmm. And Vucevic is always a box of chocolates. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get from him. But I'm going to go with the Nets. Mm-hmm. I, I just think they're the better team. Yeah, And the chemistry's on point. Like The rotations are good. Kyrie's focused. Kyrie had a tip slam. What does that ever think, 
I'm trying to think if I even agree that I think the Bulls have been playing better recently. Like, do I even really agree with those sentiments? I mean, I, you have a good game against the Bucks, but like, you should really want to get up against that game against the Bucks. They normally yeah, kill they, you they in the should have arguably season, won like, both games against Cleveland. So you have a case there, but Cleveland was struggling beforehand anyway. I just don't like this Bulls team. I've said weeks ago they should blow it up. Like, I don't think this team's that good. I think that they're tainted by the fact that their best player, well, not their best player, but their best offense. Well, I don't want I don't know how I want to hype up Lonzo to make it seem like he's really the their glue that makes this whole team. Yeah, like their floor general, their facilitator, yeah. their best defender for sure. Or Caruso, but the point is he's a good defensive player. Yeah, I, I think Lonzo's better than Caruso. Yeah, that's fair. Uh they should really get up for this game, but I'm I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the one. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it with Brooklyn minus four and a half. I, I every time I get behind this this Bulls team, they instantly make me regret it. I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. All right, two thirty five and a half. Line hasn't moved at all. Total hasn't moved at all. I think I'm gonna lean under. Just because the Bulls don't play up tempo, and the Nets can, but they don't need to. I think the pace is just a little bit too slow for two thirty-five and a half. Mm, let's see here. Last five game, Brooklyn is twenty-first. Chicago is twenty-third in terms of pace. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like that's pretty slow for a total in the mid two thirties. Because. My issue here is that Brooklyn's been so good defensively. Like, yeah, I got to go deep. I got to go under. I wanted to go contrarian and go on over because everybody's on under. But this is really high. Mm-hmm. I think it's high. Yeah, let's go under. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Houston Rockets traveling to New Orleans, play New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are still laying seven. Two th- 29 and a half is the total injury report for those two teams and we have for whenever i find them on this list of teams there we go rockets are fully healthy Jashawn tate's the only person you're still not seeing and for the pelicans they are not fully healthy because brandon ingram is still out as you already know zion williamson got hurt last game he's going to be missing some weeks with the hamstring and larry nance is still out larry nance jr is still out New Orleans is really, really good at home, and they have done well in step-up spots where they need help from the supporting cast. Yeah. I don't think I can lay seven here. I, I know Houston's awful, especially on the road. I think out of principle, I got to take the points, don't I? You have a healthy team against an injured team, and you're getting seven. I think that's why they're trying to get us. I think it could, but I just can't bring myself to the window with a Pelicans ticket missing that many guys. I just don't think I can do it. I'm not going to bet this game, but I think I'd rather pivot and maybe do a same-game parlay if you want to go with Pelicans to win in, like, CJ 25-plus points or something because somebody's going to have to score for this team. Man, this is giving me a headache because it's just – why is the line still seven? Like, why is it still this high? It should – probably have dropped a little bit, but I think that's just overall accounting for the disparity between these two teams and the fact that Houston 7-11-1 on the road. 
ATS, New Orleans 12 and 8 at home. New Orleans 12 and 10 is a favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just sit here and say that the CJ McCollum still has a really good day. He's his usage has been crazy when Zion and BI was out. Remember, he had that stretch where he was just killing people. He's gonna facilitate the offense. I'm on it over his assist again. He probably gets a double double in this game. I'm gonna just say CJ carries the team, and this team still plays good defensively. You still have Herb Jones, you still have Jose Alvarado. So you're gonna make an already bad Houston offense struggle still. It's just everybody else has to do their part, and you still got the Trey Murphys that can go out there and shoot the ball and be able to score on all three levels. You still got uh, Najee Marshall, who's been able to come in and spot and spot starts and you know get an increased workload, and he's been able to score the basketball driving to the rim as well. Houston sucks, and so I know it's ugly and it's a lot, but I'm still going to lay it. Give me minus seven with the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm not going to bet it, but I'll lean Houston, and I'm going to lean under in this game. Yeah, I'm on under two. <laughs> All right, next game of the slate. Yes, the Portland Trailblazers are on the road going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Portland's laying one and a half. 234 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for Portland, Nurk is probable. Gary Payton, the second, is questionable. How are you questionable? You played one game. Hey, man. It, it says here ankle. I didn't get to catch his his comeback game. I got to watch that before. I I'm just saying you, you played one game. I mean, hey, man. That, injury management. You played <laughs> injury 13 management. minutes. Injury management. Injury just management. Work, for working minutes. them back slowly. Working them back slowly. We need them for the long haul, not the short haul. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak for it at what all. A, you do. You do. You, Gary Payton, the second. I'm just saying. You play one game this season, 13 minutes. Like, come on. D'Angelo Russell's not on an injury report with an illness. Nas Reed is questionable. Torian Prince is questionable. Haven't heard his name actually on anything other than injured. McLaughlin and Cat both still out. That Nas Reed injury is a big deal. Yeah. He's been really good for that team. Yeah, he has because Rudy Gobert has sucked. Uh, yes, he has. A lot of money coming in on Portland. I know Portland won. Incredible really amount of money. They moved the line from minus one to uh, minus one Minnesota to one and a half for Portland. Like, they, there's so much money that's on Portland. And I mean, are you going contrarian? Because it's a villain move. Gobert's playing. I was going to say they won backing. the last one. Do we want to say two in a row? Like, are we really backing two in a row with Gobert in the lineup? Nah, I think that's too much to ask for. But <laughs> I know you, you're the villain here, so it would no, be that's no. I'm, if you had gave me ten, move for you if you had gave me ten, Gobert. If you gave me ten with Gobert in the lineup, then I would call that a villain move. This isn't even worth it. I'm getting yeah. even money. This isn't even worth it. I'd rather be. I'd rather take Portland than be wrong. So yeah, Portland minus one and a half. Come on. I'm taking Portland. Portland's two and zero against this team. Both games were at home. But if you remember, Lillard went nuclear in each of those two games. Yep. They can't guard him. And Nurkic is a big body. You could definitely battle on the glass with Gobert. I'm on Portland. I think Portland wins this game pretty comfortably. All right. 234 and a half under. I actually don't know what to think for this total. Gobert messed it up under. Okay, sure. They're going to play slower. Minnesota's been like. You know what? 
Have I'm, they changed I'm, recently? But Minnesota's been an under team for majority of the season. No, I'm still- lean over actually. First okay. two meetings this season got into the two forties. I think this number is a bit too short. As a favorite, Portland's nine and seven to the over, eleven and eight as an underdog for Minnesota, and Minnesota's six and four last ten. So let's go on your way. Okay, I'm gonna lean over anyway. When you have two meetings that got into the two forties, and Lillard got pulled in one of those games because they were up by a bunch of points, I, I just think this number is too short. Yeah, but like it opened up at two twenty nine. Why would you open it up at two twenty nine? If they came in, like if this was, if they opened it up at two thirty four, then I'd be like, oh, okay, they, you know, they accounted for it, but they didn't go high enough, and I'd be with you. But why'd you open it up at two twenty nine, knowing how these games played out last time? Based on how the line moved, based on how the line is moved, the odds makers fell asleep at the wheel because it's gone up five points. Yeah, I think they're baiting, and they're just like, all right, we're gonna keep moving it up, and people's gonna keep. Yeah, give me under. I want under that one. I like Portland team total over. Yeah, I agree with that. Minnesota just doesn't do their part of scoring. Okay, Miami Heat are traveling. Well, they're not traveling. They're already in L.A. Playing the Los Angeles Lakers, minus 6.5 for the Heat on the road. 229.5 is the total. It was like three last night, like three and a half. Well, LeBron's questionable, but based on the line movement, I got to assume he's not playing. Yeah, you would think. That's what I was just about to get it's to. It's moved like four points, like three, four points. That That's pretty telling to me. I, I think LeBron's out. LeBron questionable, Russell Westbrook probable, Lonnie Walker's questionable. Lonnie Walker be questionable with like different things every night. You see Westbrook's stat line last game, by the way, against the Hornets that uh, I don't think anybody talked about. So LeBron had his 45 whatever game. Like he, yeah, that's what I was focused on. I gave out the over on the prop cast. Westbrook played 11 minutes. He scored two points. He was one for eight from the floor. Yeah, now he left early like with a leg injury, but he was one. He attempted eight shots in eleven minutes. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, damn, that's a lot. In, in a game where time. LeBron scored forty-five, he attempted eight shots in eleven minutes. Yeah, uh, but Westbrook's supposed to play in this game. He are doesn't you read the room. I was going to say, are you pivoting maybe to Westbrook triple double if LeBron's out, or not even going to bother? No, I'm pivoting to Westbrook triple double because Miami is re- like go and just search any metric. Miami sucks as a favorite. Yeah. They are not a team you want to back as a favorite. They suck as a favorite. And at home is a lot worse than on the road, which is really crazy. But at home is a lot worse than on the road. But I, I'm not get, I'm not taking Miami as a favorite. And these teams just played like a week ago. So <laughs> Caleb Martin, probable. Gabe Vincent, probable. Duncan Robinson, questionable. Dwayne Dedman, questionable. Donis Haslam, questionable. Yeah, that's about it. I'm not doing it. Lakers somehow, some way, find a way to make it close. I'll take plus six and a half with the Lakers. Two twenty nine and a half is the total. I'm gonna lean under. You get a better number because it went up five points. <laughs> I I don't understand how how Miami's gone up as a favorite by roughly three and a half, and the total's gone up. Like I don't I don't think LeBron's gonna play. I so, guess LeBron's defensive effort means a lot to this game. And I don't think LeBron's get... tried to play consistent defense in like five years. Uh, yeah, so, you know, when you have a former all-defensive player and he's not in the game, I guess you got to move the line. I don't know. Game me under 229.5. That's actually pretty clear and obvious to me. I'm going to focus on props here. Uh, I see Thomas Bryant double-double at like 2-1. to one. Okay. I, have to, I have to like that prop. At, at a bio's around even. I don't mind that either. Fuck them. Uh, 
he's done better lately. But yeah, probably, he is. Probably I bet you. Him. I bet you. As soon as I back him, he he folds. So Could I'm not going to do it. I, you're welcome, everybody. Like there's cert, there's certain plays that I don't back just so everybody else can win. When we talk about college yeah. football, I mean college basketball. I have not bet Shaka Smart all season because of this. And the one time I did bet him, they lost. It was a nice one last night. I know St. John's was a bit shorthanded. It's because I didn't bet him. It's because I didn't bet him. Like it, you can't bet your idols. I'm gonna get that on a shirt, and that's gonna be like my shirt to like put out everywhere. That's a hell of a. You cannot. You can't bet your idols. You cannot. You can't. I agree with whatever you do. I agree with Chris's point in the comment section about Butler over twenty and a half points. Uh, With LeBron being out, probably if I had to read between the lines on the line movement, it really does feel like a nice Butler game, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So I'll go with the over. Yeah. Can't bet your idols. All right. Next game on that is wow. Jake, where are you at, Jake? I need you. Detroit is going to Golden State. Pistons are catching six and a half against the Warriors. One's come down. I believe it opened at seven and a half. Really? Yeah. I think oh, it would open up at seven and a half or seven, and now it's down to six and a half. Okay, interesting. They're missing two, a bunch of people in the supporting cast, so like maybe that's why. But two thirty-two is the total. Let's see here for Golden State. We have well for Detroit. You know, you're not seeing Bagley, Livers, or Cunningham. And for Golden State, Wiggins is out, Kaminga's out, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is probable. Iggy's out. So he's there in spirit, you know. He's a coach at this point. He's on a date with the principal from Abbott. Yeah. Ava. He's on a date with Ava. All right. And you know you're not gonna see Wiseman, Jamichael Green, and Steph Curry. Are you stepping in front of Golden State at home? They win games. The issue is they don't always cover. I think I'm. I think I'm just going to take Golden State, but only well, the only one they didn't cover was against Charlotte. Yeah, Golden State has some. I don't even know what to call. They were it. a dog so, in most of those, though. I was just going to say Golden State has some. I, I don't know what to call it, like voodoo magic at home. Like I don't know what to call. It. They just win every home game. Huh. Well, they did lay five and a half against Charlotte and didn't cover that number. And Atlanta, they covered. Now. Technically, I mean, they were but like it was it was one and a half. Like, yeah, yeah. And they were that was like closer than it probably should have been. Yeah. Do they are they overlooking the bad teams? Because as a dog, they were fine. But what's as a favorite? OKC is eleven and twelve. I just don't know how Detroit's going to get any stops in this game. Like you're you're looking at their numbers on the road here. I, I'm going to read off the points allowed by Detroit in their okay. last X amount of road games. So. Uh, the first game or most recent game on the road, they played Portland. They gave up 135. Played against Men- uh, Minnesota, gave up 104. Shout out to Gobert. Uh, yeah. gave up 132 to the Bulls. Gave up 130 to the Hawks. They've given up at least 130 points in three of their last four road games. Like they, they can't stop anybody. I, I I just think and Golden State lost to this team earlier this year, randomly in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got buried in that game, actually. So you can argue that Golden State might be out for revenge, so to speak. But I think I like the over for Golden State team total. But I got to go with Golden. This team just wins every home game. Like, I, I don't I, – I can't go against it. 
Yeah. Yeah, we can't. It's all right. Yeah, late six and a half. Yeah. It's it's close because Detroit does like they're young and they get up for games. I would look at Isaiah Stewart props or or Duran props because with uh, Bagley being out now for a while, there's even more minutes to go around for that front court. (laughs) I think if Munoff was here, he would definitely bank the drum on Duran. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Guy's a really good rebounder. Yeah, and he's been doing it like consistently. So. I liked him in Memphis. I thought he'd be a good pro. I didn't think he'd be this good on the glass this quickly, but he's a good player. Yeah, because that center position normally takes a little bit of time. He's really yeah. got it. So he could be really, really good in the future. Like, really, really good. All right. I'm on over to. Same. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta is going to play the Sacramento Kings and in Sacramento, minus one and a half for the Kings. 245 is the total. All right. Injury report here. And for Atlanta, we have Click Capella's already been ruled out. That's about it. Is it is it Sabonis rebound time? Yeah. Yeah. It's a back to back. There's no injury report for Sacramento, by the way. Yeah. Well, there's no injury report because they played yesterday. So I'm I'm not sure how Oh yeah, they did play out. yesterday. I forgot. Yeah, no. Sabonis rebound time. Atlanta on the road. It's pretty system plays here. Atlanta sucks. And we've been calling them out for weeks, or I have. They should have have. beaten Golden State. Uh, I mean, the Nets they had a shot at. I know Trey Young didn't play in that game, and they had a nice effort without him. But it's also funny that Trey Young misses one game. I can't even give them credit for that because that's the weird spot where everybody's yeah. out and then the line shifts dramatically and the team covers for no reason. Well, so I, I can't say, even give them credit for that. It's kind of I was gonna say it's kind of funny that Trey misses one game to give up 108 points, and in the other games surrounding it, they gave up 143, 130, and 129. I know the Golden yeah. State one's inflated for double overtime, but the point is Trey Young is a horrible defensive player. Uh but I know they're on a back-to-back. The game was crazy. I got to like the beam, man. Like, there were rumors McMillan might resign. Like, I want nothing to do with this Atlanta team. I will say the beam has been rather rough recently. Two of their games, I'm not going to count against them because one was Utah as a favorite, the other was Utah as a dog. Like, I can't count that as against you. That was that, a hell of a you, game, though. It was, already, it was already given to you what the outcome of that game was going to be. So, I can't count that. But Memphis in two games against uh, – well, they got that one win against Denver, but it, I didn't think they looked particularly good. I thought that they should have, you know, held it on in that game a little bit more. They bounced back, battled back in that game after going down early. But I'm still on the beam. Yeah, like Atlanta sucks. Like Atlanta's I, really I just bad. Can't get past how Atlanta is so bad on the road, and even at home now, they can't close out games. No, it's been they this can't. Way for months, we saw the Dejounte Murray taunting situation. And then they blew us like a double-digit lead against the Rockets after. Like that was that was like two months ago. This team can't close games. I, I gotta lean Kings. I, I I just have to. All right. <laughs> two forty-five, man. Two forty-five. Like two forty-five. I'm only going player props. Like I'll take Trey over and assists. I'll take some bonus and rebounds. I'll take Bogdan threes. Revenge game for Bogdan, by the way. Should be fun. Man, take the over 245. Everybody's scared because it's so large. Like, people are betting the under because the line is so big. And the line still went up a point and a half. Just 
take the over 245. They're going to cash this. This probably goes 260. I'm, I'm looking at the math here. Uh, the game against Golden State landed two, uh, 284. If you take out the overtime, uh, 284, you got to 242, which actually goes under. And Clay had Clay attempted 39 shots. Oh, I didn't even realize he attempted 39 shots in that game. Uh, I think I'm going to lean under. I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to have money on it. A team's on a back-to-back. Atlanta's terrible on the road. I, I think I, I'm just hoping for one bad quarter that might carry this game. I'm going to lean under, it. though. 245 and a half. Like, that's... Is, you see a half out there? You see 245 and a half out Sorry, there? Sorry, maybe just fly oh. 245. But oh, okay. I was about to is, say, oh my if gosh. I'm going to take a total like that, I need both teams that are either fully healthy or on decent rest. I don't think I can take a back-to-back team on principle on the over that high. I, I If it goes over, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to bet it. I'll lean under. It's Atlanta. Give me the over. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we get into Lock and Dog, got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because not only do they Underdog give me my injury report, but you can go on the app and play their weekly Battle Royale games. You can play draft your best ball team. You can draft, draft your best ball team for NFL in the playoffs. Buy stock in Daniel Jones now, people, because the Giants are about to go on a playoff run that hasn't been seen since 2007, trying to let you know. All right. Ton of daily games for the NBA and NHL. All you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com. And if you're a new customer, if you sign up and use promo code SGPN, you'll get 100% deposit match up to $100. That is underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Scott, let's close this out strong here. Lock and dog time for my lock. Is there anybody that I don't like more than Memphis? I mean, I was thinking about taking Memphis too, so that's why uh, we can figure it out as we go. I don't think there's anybody I don't like any more than Memphis. Like, I think Memphis is going to train roll them. <laughs> yeah, give me the Memphis Grizzlies minus seven and a half. I don't care. Lock it up. All right. For my dog, let's see here. Uh, I don't trust the Lakers enough. Uh, Let's go with... Do the Knicks fold and lose to San Antonio again? Maybe not. They're too streaky for me. The Knicks have actually played well recently, which means they're in line to play well for about another week, and then they'll fall off a cliff. All right. I guess I'll go with the weird spot. Or... Plus one ten is not enough. For I thought you were going to take a player prop or something. I could, I could, but I don't feel like looking that up right now. I'll probably just drop that in the right. Discord sg.pn slash Discord. Let's go with. Well, what what did we talk about? What is what is something plus? We talked about the Thunder, but you said you wanted to wait to see if Shea is going to play. But technically, they're plus one oh six or so. Yeah, that's you, know, that's you have Phoenix small. for the ultimate contrarian play of the night. Yeah, that's what. I'm, so that's where I'm leaning. Phoenix is number one right now. I'm trying to think of. There's plenty and you have the Lakers because you like hate today. Miami on the road. Yeah, but I don't trust the Lakers enough. Uh, oh, but we could do Lakers first half. Well, no, because I, I would feel better if Brown was playing. Take Lakers first half. I'm not gonna lie. Unless you want to take an alt spread on Portland. 
Who? You're dangerous, Scott. You're just saying it's one and a half. So if you want to go with an alt spread, that's not a bad yeah, one. Yeah, that would be a fun look. Let, let's just go with Phoenix. Phoenix is why is this only five and a half? Like this should be seven, eight at this point. Like mm-hmm. it really should be a lot more. No Booker. It, it should be a lot more. And because it's not, it's red flags everywhere. All right, give me Phoenix ultimate contrarian spot plus 170. It's pretty solid. Go ahead, sir. All right. Uh, so for me, my lock is going to be the same as yours. We're going to double lock Memphis minus seven and a half. Uh, Hayward being out is really the cherry on top, but I think Memphis is going to bury this team. Um, but looking at, once again, the last time I said that, by the way, I said they would beat uh, Phoenix comfortably, and Phoenix got revenge, and they beat him by like 15. So yeah. be careful, but I do think that Memphis should, keyword should, dominate this game from start to finish. And for my dog, I really thought about, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take two plays from the same game. Give me so Joff. I was thinking of doing yeah. that. I w- I didn't want to do it. I was thinking of doing that. We almost had the same lock and dog. That's crazy. I was really like very close to just taking Ja. Uh, I'm gonna go for it. Last time I took him as a dog, he ended up getting there. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ja, 35 plus points at plus 290. <laughs> I co-sign all the way. Oh. 40 is uh, up to plus uh, 750. By the way. 35 and 10 sounds like a good step. Yeah, I'm going to go with because he's, he's gotten his assists lately. So I'll go with 35 at plus 290. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, we got a couple other shows to do today in the NFL Gambling Podcast with Terrell and I. So stay tuned for that. Uh, other than that, though, I'm not sure if I'll be back on tomorrow or Friday or what we're going to do because we skipped the day. So we'll see how that works out with the scheduling. But either way, good luck to all of you and your bets. Yes. Good luck to everyone. And. Make sure you subscribe to us, subscribe to the network, leave us a review. Appreciate all the love. He's at Rochelle Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. I actually know how I want to end the podcast today and just show some love to uh, Hamlin from for the injury last night. So just a quick moment of silence for the nine seconds that they spent bringing him back to life on field. And then we'll get up out of here. So really quick. And we are out of here.